0: Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first.
2: ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times.
0: Hello everyone, it's your favourite podcast horse here, Joe Redman, just letting you know that the TalkSport Fan Network is now proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top tier line of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So the only thing left to say is, are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app. You can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via the app at participating restaurants, 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Football on the Sports Social Podcast Network is brought to you by BetVictor. With mixed market bet builders, in-play betting and a selection of welcome offers, Make sure your Premier League is spent with BetVictor's Premier Betting app. 18 plus, be
2: NFL Sunday Ticket is now on YouTube and YouTube TV, which means that you can stay close to your team even if you don't live in their town. Like, maybe you're a raven who married a Seahawk who got a job in the land of the Falcons. With NFL Sunday Ticket, you can watch your team's out-of-market Sunday afternoon games no matter where you live, because you shouldn't have to change teams even if you change towns. NFL Sunday Ticket, now on YouTube and YouTube TV. Go to youtube.com slash presale to get $50 off. Terms and embargoes apply. Offer ends 919. No refunds. Subscription auto renews.
0: Hello everyone and welcome along to another episode of the Turfcast podcast pre-game show with me, Joe Redman. Now it might look a little bit different um, if you're watching on YouTube, that's of course I'm not in the office slash studio thing that I normally do uh, to record my videos. Um, I'm just quickly getting it done downstairs because it's a quick turnaround this one, isn't it? Um, obviously, we only had the game, or we should have had a game, on Sunday against Spurs. And then I've had to sort of like organise someone to come on the show and stuff and, and things like that very, very quickly. It's a very quick turnaround. And the midweek games are difficult anyway, because obviously I work. Um, Mrs is doing nights as well, so that's why I can't go in the office during the day, because she's asleep. And I can't do it at night, because the little boys asleep. So, I'm trying to keep to my promise that I said to you all recently, where I said I, I won't just go on this random break again. And I'll get one done. So I've done the show as well a little bit different as well. Because I've not been able to, like I said, get in the office and sit down and have an actual chat uh, with a Wolves fan. And what I've managed to do, I've managed to get a Wolves fan on. But he has sent me um, a video across um, of him answering some questions that I sent him. Um, so hopefully it all works out fine. It still looks okay. And we'll get back to doing it properly um, for the, the Newcastle game uh, at the weekend. And I, I'm recording this on Wednesday night as well, by the way. I'm just in the middle of a shift at work, I'm on a break, I've got a half an hour break so I've come downstairs and done this quickly for you guys the Leeds game hasn't finished yet, it's on me telly there Just quickly, there you go, you can just see it um, I can't show you too much obviously because of copyright and that YouTube algorithm thing will, 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 will take my video down um, but yeah, um, we're going to hear from um, I don't know his name, apologies if you're watching this but the lad that runs a Talking Wolves uh, YouTube channel and podcast he's going to be on the show in a little bit but first obviously I want to talk about the Spurs game um burley got a lot of criticism um some of it from our own fans and from a former ceo which by the way i mean i don't want to throw the guy under the bus too much because you know it, it his comments uh was that he was saying it in in the long side lounge apparently um we have eating, but it's been broken for like five years or whatever. and We just haven't bothered fixing it because we're cheap and we can't bother or whatever. Now, I'm not going to sit here and slag him off because that just came from a tweet. That tweet could have been bullshit, let's be fair. Um, I know a lot of people have sort of like criticised him. and I think I even put a tweet up, to be fair, saying it's good to see the club rubbish his comments. But um, I'm not going to throw him under the bus too much. If, if, if he has said that, then yeah, um, it's a stupid thing to do, isn't it? It's just a, a, another typical uh, case of a an ex-employee of the club who is scorned chatting shit about them basically um, which you see quite a lot um, not just in sports but in sort of like all walks of life my hand is already getting tired and I've only done two and a half minutes um, so apologies um, but yeah um, I, I mean I was a little bit disappointed obviously we all were that the game were off but I don't i don't see what the club could have done more about it to be honest if there are any Spurs fans watching who decided to, to take to Twitter um, to, to slag the club off um, and it's always it's always the guys that know the least that shout the loudest isn't it to be fair um, and that seems to be the case again this weekend uh, a lovely tweet has been sent out today by what I believe is the Watford groundsman who sort of like I said there's nothing Burnley could have done when snow comes down in that sort of rate undersoil eating doesn't work because as we all found out on Sunday when we all did a bit of research because I you know I'm not an expert on undersoil eating I'll be the first person to admit that but as soon as we did a bit of research which the Spurs fans couldn't do we all found that undersoil eating isn't, like, going to melt the snow um, that's laying on the ground because it's sticking and there's too much snow that's coming down. Um, it basically stops the ground from freezing, um, I've found out since. But a lot of Spurs fans were just say, basically saying, as if they ain't not gone under And to be fair, like I said, I saw a few um, Burnley... Well, on Leeds have got a chance. They missed it. Uh, I saw a few Burnley sort of like fans saying the same sort of thing. But if you just do a bit of research and stuff, you find out the under slightly wouldn't have done anything. Uh, the only thing that we could have done is probably cover the pitch. However, because the snow was coming down at the point of kickoff, off the, the covers wouldn't have been on anyway. So again, that wouldn't have done anything. Um, I believe that the club got rid of their covers when they got the undersoil eating. Again, I'm not going to go full Paul Fletcher if he did say what he said. Um, but I just saw that on Twitter, so that could be wrong, um, to be fair. But I believe they got rid of it. But even if they had the covers, it wouldn't have done any anything anyway. Because like I said, at the time of the kickoff the covers would have been off and they'd probably been off for about an hour and a half, two hours at that point, which is when it was throwing really, really bad. So um, again, they wouldn't have done anything. Uh, obviously, it was a shame to have the game called off as well. Um, it took me an hour to get there as well or um, to get from my house to the turf. I, say. I didn't actually get on the game, but I got to the turf area um, and it took me an hour. I only live in Lower House. It, t- it took me an hour to get there. It was ridiculous. Uh, and as soon as I got there, Sod's Law, I got called off. Thankfully, I was still in the car, so I just turned around and, uh, and went home. Um, after hearing it on the radio, so don't check my phone in the car, obviously. Um, but yeah, obviously, as I mentioned earlier, apologies for the difference in the in the show format. It's because of the quick turnaround. Hopefully, I'll be able to get back into the office as well uh, before the Newcastle show. The Mrs. just finishes nights on Wednesday, so I've got. Mind you, I'm working Thursday, Friday, so I'm not sure I get a chance actually. But I'll, I'll get a show out again, don't get me wrong, I will get a show. If I have to do it like this, I'll do it like this. Uh, for those of you listening on the podcast, obviously you won't see any difference because you're not watching. Um, but the audio is just coming through my iPhone on this one, uh, it's not coming through the microphone that I have in the office, so hopefully there's no audio issues. But like I said, it's better doing it like this uh, than not doing one at all. I've learned a lesson from that, uh, them weeks off where I had. But anyway, let's get into it. Wolves game. Uh, let me know your predictions down in the comments. Give me your predictions in the comments or or if you're watching on the pod, sorry, listening on the podcast, put your predictions on Twitter, tag me in it, let me know what you think it's going to be. Um, obviously, you'll hear man, at the end of the... Uh, in fact, no, you won't, because I've not done it that way. Um, so, I'm going to predict 1-1, I'll tell you now that I'm going to predict 1-1. Um, I don't know, I'm, I'm a little bit apprehensive about Wolves. Uh, obviously, they of the season quite well. Uh, we normally go there and have a bit of fun, and we do have a bit of joy against um, Nuno Espirito Santo's sides. But, of course, he's not there anymore. Um, I've not really seen them play. I don't really know what Bruno Large is about, What is um attacking style um, or is it defending style or what the lad i've asked the question the lad you're about to hear in a minute but i haven't actually downloaded and listened to his uh, actually answers yet so um i still don't really know um watch um what sort of style of play we're going to see from Wolves. as you can see the camera's shaking a little bit my arm is very very tired now so i'm going to wrap up here is the lad apologies mate i didn't i didn't get your name um from the talking wolves youtube and podcast channel and he's previewing of course burnley wolves at molyneux on wednesday
1: Hi guys, my name is Dave. As a party, I am from Talking Walls. Hope you guys are well. Thank you, firstly, for inviting me onto your podcast um, to talk about Walls versus Burnley this Wednesday. Um, obviously, give my thoughts on the Walls perspective, really, and and see how we go. If you want to check us out, Rat Talking Walls YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, you know the work. So uh, yeah, be sure to check us out. Um, but yeah, it, it's been you know you look at our season. Um, no disrespect to Burnley Wolves in terms of you know the table we're on the opposite side of the table to you guys which on paper looks pretty good but it's still been a, a strange strange start for us this season we actually lost our first three games of the season albeit they were tough games you know we've got uh, we had Leicester uh, Spurs and Manchester United which in, in my opinion all three games we played really well in but we uh, lost out all all of those games but from there to to basically this game, we've had a stretch of pretty much winnable games. So I would have been very disappointed if we weren't even in the top half. But we have had teams like Watford who we managed to beat, Brentford who actually beat us. But then we've played Newcastle, Southampton, Villa, um, Norwich who we dropped points against most recently, which is really disappointing. So all of the games really from the from September up to now have been, in my opinion, winnable games. Um, so you would expect us to be in and around this position. The real test for Wolves is December, um, as we're next week uh, on Saturday. Actually, we've got Liverpool. The week after we've got Man City. Well, the week after that we've got Chelsea. So we've got a really, really tricky run of fixtures coming up. So um, yeah, it will be extremely interesting to see where Wolves are uh, come the end of um, coming the end of De- December because. We've also got Arsenal later in the month. We've got United, Manchester United in the new year. So, who knows? We've started okay though. You know, the the, the change of football has been good um, in most games. I don't know what, what's happened in one or two away games. We've set up very very negatively in my opinion. But the games when we want to get on the ball and attack, we look fantastic. Some of the some of the best football, uh, top flight football I've seen from Wolves in a in a long long time. Um, obviously Nuno going to Spurs, Bruno Large coming in. Was I a bit worried? Yes, I was. Uh, mainly because for me, Bruno Large wasn't the option I would have had. Uh, I did a video when Nuno was, uh, when well, it was pretty much confirmed Nuno was going and pinpointed five managers I would prefer. Um, and Bruno wasn't really one of them. And that wasn't really a, a, much disrespect to Bruno. I just felt that he didn't have the experience that I would have wanted as a fan um, because, you know, he, the only experience he had really was Benfica, where, if I'm honest, had he had a fantastic record at Benfica, uh, but that's his only club. And uh, sort of sometimes you, you walk into a club, you in- inherit a, a club of players. If you're managing Porto, Benfica, Sporting in Portugal, you're expecting to win a good amount of games. So that's why I, I was a little bit dubious, but once he got the job, once he was official, I would, I'd give him my full backing. You know, I'm, I'm not one of those that, I'm, I'm not going to just stick to my opinion from day one. You know, I want to give him a chance, and he's ple- pleasantly surprised us. I thought preseason was a little bit broken, if I'm honest. Um, but it's very hard to tell a team's progress from preseason games, especially when we've got a lot of under 23s players playing in those games. Um, but yeah, there was a lot of fans thinking we were going to get relegated. I did, I, I knew that wasn't going to be the case. Um, but at the same time, I just didn't know what to expect. I just didn't want another season where we were going to sort of not have anything to aim for almost and just to have another sort of season to consolidate, which I didn't really want. So I'm happy. I'm happy with how we started. Things could be a lot better, but things, of course, could be a, a hell of a lot worse um, as well. So um, why, why do I think we've hit the ground running with Bruno? I, I, the players seem to respect him a hell of a lot. Um, they seem to enjoy his regime, his style of training, his style of tactics. I think it's just a lot more positive. Look, we've got good attacking players. Um, we've got the likes of a um not a right? Uh, Pedro Neto, who's still injured and has to come back from injury as well. So we've got some really strong um, attacking players still to come back. Um, and what I think he's getting the best out of players that Nuno sort of struggled to get the best out of. Um, maybe that's me, me being a little bit disrespectful to Nuno, really, because he did a great job with Ruben Neves. But last season in particular, he he struggled to find the balance. Once Raul Jimenez was out injured, Nuno just wanted to defend. And I don't, as fans, you don't really want to see that. Um So Nuno's, uh, I mean, Bruno Large has sort of almost taken the shackles off Ruben Neves. He's playing higher up the pitch and he has been fantastic for us um, this season. Unfortunately, he's going to be uh, suspended for the game against Burnley, Ruben Neves is. Um, But yeah, I, I just think it's been a good start. But obviously, it's sort of coincided with us having a run of games where, in my opinion, should be winnable. And if we dropped many more points, I would have been disappointed. So I think that always helps, really. It does always help. Um, and I've sort of I've pointed on his style. Nuno in particular. In terms of shape, Nuno and Bruno are playing very similar shapes. I think Bruno had come into the club and everybody expected him to play a 4-4-2 system because that's how he played at Benfica. Uh, but that wasn't the case, really. Um, when he came in, he's, he tried it a little bit during pre-season, but it's been predominantly a 5-2-3 or a 3-4-3 in some cases. Um, and I don't know if he's going to be sticking with that, or if that's just because of the players we've currently got. So who knows? In the in the future, maybe we'll see Bruno Large switch back to the the four four two that he did so well with um, at uh, at Benfica. Um, and in terms of how I think he'll play against you, that that's the exact formation a three four three. I think. Um, we'll we'll like to attack down the, the, the wings a lot. So it'll really be interesting to see how we get on a 3-4-3 setup. And I'm expecting, because we are at home, to obviously um, attack. Um, Nuno obviously went on to fail at Spurs. Was I surprised to see him sack so soon? Yes, but at the same time, I was very, very surprised to see him get that job. Um, I think it was pretty common public knowledge that he wasn't the first choice there. He probably wasn't the second choice there. So he was down their list, um, but he started fantastically well. He won the manager of the month, didn't he? That first month in the Premier League. And I thought, fair play. I started to get a little bit jealous again of of, of Nuno. He seemed happy there. Um, he seemed refreshed. Um, because of wars, I d- I d- I'm not sure what happened really. Just didn't seem motivated, seemed very negative, um, so, I, but I was very upset when it, when he was it was said that he was going to be leaving Wolves. But yeah, it's a shame that he was uh, sacked so soon from Spurs. But I don't think he was ready to to take that step. I think he's one of those managers that sort of needs a project. I think he had a good he was in a good place at Wolves. I think he was unfortunate really with his uh, his injuries uh, in that last season with Jimenez. Who knows who knows where we could be right now? Obviously with him getting injured. You know, had a very, very difficult end uh, to the season. What's my honest perception of Burnley as a club? Now, I do have a, a pretty good friend that is a Burnley fan, actually. Um, so, you know, I know bits and bobs and, about them. But for me, I'm just not 100% sure what, as an outsider, what Burnley's direction is and where they're going as a club. I think Sean Dyche is an unbelievable manager. And every now and then, obviously, you see him um, linked with other jobs, and as Burnley fans, I, I can't speak for you all, but I'm sure you'd be worried every time that discussion comes up because I think without Daesh, Burnley could really, really struggle to remain as a Premier League club. Um, so I I know I asked uh, that, that you guys for my channel, um, what do you think about Burnley's position as a club? Um, and But I just don't know where the next step is for Burnley or what they've got to do to take the next step to become not just a team that are going to be almost... See, I don't even want to say battling relegation because you very rarely see you guys actually in the the bottom three, I don't think. But you always seem to end up in and around that position. Um, but, yeah, I, I, it, it's going to be an interesting one. Burnley are just that club that you almost expect to see in the Premier League every season. But one slip on the road, and it it, it could be a danger for Burnley. So, but I just don't know how that next step comes in with how you guys... Uh, uh, you, the club is run, um, and again that isn't a disrespectful thing. I just think you know, with Bernie it's very difficult with the teams in and around you as well. How you're going to attract these big names and big players? I think uh, Maxwell Cornette is a fantastic signing, and obviously he's doing really, really well for you guys. I was surprised when you, you managed to get him, uh, but he's had a really good start for you guys, which is which is obviously great. The um, Wolves have any suspensions or injuries? Yes, um, unfortunately Daniel Pardens is out positive. Uh, With COVID, Ruben Neves, like I said earlier on, is suspended for this game after picking up uh, five bookings, Um, which I don't know if it's a good or bad thing. Would I prefer him to be banned for Liverpool? Probably not, actually, but, you know... As long as we can um, give you guys a good game, I think if, uh, people won't mind too much. Uh, Pedro Neto, who's been injured for a long while, won't be back for this game. I don't think we'll see him back until sort of mid-January. Uh, same with Johnny Otto, our left wing back, been injured for a long time. Um, but the main ones, the guys that have been in and around the squad this season are Neves and uh, Pedence. And as we know at the moment, those are the two that are going to be out injured. My um, score prediction for this game is going to be uh, a 2-0 Wolves win, um, mainly, well, I, I think we're going to attack, I think Bruno is going to have to learn from the mistakes from that last game, um, and really sort of look at how Burnley set up, I think obviously set pieces are a huge thing for you guys, I think it was the game, was it against Palace off the top of my head when you drew 3-3? I just remember those set pieces flying in. And I don't think, and touch, touch wood here, I don't think the Wolves have conceded a goal off a set piece so far this season. And your away form is great. So i do back Wolves to get a win. Um, But Burnley, you know, you guys smashed us last season. I think mean, it's 4-0 at Molyneux. And that sort of sort of sums up how Nuno's reign ended Um, at, at the club. Um, I've just noticed there, I missed the question as well about our danger men. So I could probably tie it in with this question about players that who I think um, that Burnley should be looking out for. I think Jimenez is definitely one. Um, Jimenez has obviously had a horrific injury. It was actually a year ago yesterday that he sustained that injury. So to, to see him back and to see him playing at a really strong level now is fantastic, obviously. Um, um, Huang. Although I think his overall game I haven't been fantastically impressed with. Um, in and around the box, you give him that ball and he'll put that ball in the back of the net. Um, and Adama troy if he starts, I don't know what's going on with Adama at the moment. Uh, there's been things, um, obviously, in the press. Is he going to be leaving the club in January? Talking about his contract, which he's actually got another year and a half to run on, but just doesn't want to seem to, to uh, sign a new contract. Um, but if he starts a diamond, you know he's always, always a danger on the ball. It's just, it's just what happens after that, <laughs> which as fans we always, uh, we always have our fingers crossed for. But yeah, I think Wolves are going to attack. I think you know we get high line in there, um, and I think the way Bernie are going to have to score is probably from those direct balls. I think maybe pinning Chris Wood on a uh, Connor Cody is going to be an interesting one. Um, but yeah, I, I wish you guys all the best. Hopefully, you've learned a little bit more about Wolves, the situation the club's in. If you've got any questions, obviously let us know. Drop us a tweet, drop us a message, at Talking Wolves. And thank you very much for having me on your channel, guys. And uh, all the best for the rest of the season, obviously, apart from Wednesday. Cheers.